0: Why aren't we all working from home?
1: Why watch a horror movie on your first date?
0: Does learning advanced math really matter?
1: Is the universe conspiring against me or is just
0: me? Sometimes the simplest, most random questions are the best conversation starters.
1: Join us, Mike and Yanis, as we give relatable answers to very relatable questions. From young professionals,
0: with anecdotes, funny rants, and things you didn't bother Googling. Quick questions. Fresh episode every Sunday. Recording. (laughs) Okay, so frustration happens all the time. Mm -hmm. every day Mm -hmm. at work Mm -hmm. to the point that you already consider it as a normal part of our day, unfortunately.
1: (laughs) But do you want that as your normal day at the Mm -hmm. office? Mm
0: -hmm. I I bet a lot of people would say no.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so how?
0: (laughs) Yeah, so for this episode, we're going to do a step back and try to answer why we are always frustrated. What are the common sources? and how can we effectively deal with these frustrations so that they won't get in the way of being productive or doing our stuff in the office.
1: Yeah, you need to make sure that you won't go crazy so you have to really list them down.
0: <laughs> okay, so uh, for this one we listed uh, like the top sources of frustrations in the office based on the common opinion and we are going to discuss them one by one. So prepare to be baffled with some. No. <laughs> Maybe relate to some or relate to most of them.
1: <laughs> and we're not really going to name names. Yep. No name dropping, nothing super specific. So don't be scared. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay. And we'll be very interested uh, on what you uh, got to say about our topic today. So feel free to reach out to us by our Facebook page. Instagram, and also Twitter, if you're a Twitter.
1: Okay. Share them away. All right, everyone, gird your loins.
0: So, what will be on the top of your list? Let's start with the light ones.
1: Yeah, start with the light ones. Uh, first round is, um, I think we can go with the easiest, or not really easiest, I would say. One of the most common and annoying ones. For me, as yes, well, we do have those bare minimum squad.
0: The bare minimum squad.
1: Yeah, I mean, what do I mean by bare minimum? Yes. I mean, bare minimum is doing as little as possible with what is really needed from you. Uh
0: huh. So, so. Yeah, in, yeah. In, in some organizations, they're described as what? Type E, type C people. These really? people are, um, they're good enough to stay. So they, they're not uh, considered underperformers,
2: mm-hmm.
0: but they're also not good enough to push, like, certain agendas forward. Yeah. So, yeah, they just deliver what is regularly expected of them just to keep them within the company. But other than that, they provide very little additional value.
1: Yeah, they just do it for the... No, I won't say do it for the money because if they do it for the money, they're just gonna, you know, keep pushing and excel. But mm-hmm. it depends. So... Aside from that, I do have some other observations with the Bare Minimum squad. Uh They also does not plan ahead Mm -hmm. how hard it is (laughs) to plan because you have to depend on the other person since you're in a team. Mm -hmm. Then there's also the no accountability part. They Mm -hmm. keep asking you questions and it's not really your decision. It's theirs. It's their scope. It's their project. Mm -hmm. And they have to rely on you if it's a yes or no on certain things and again it's not a decision and that's my problem because oh wait no, no it's I, not my I problem really,
2: i don't know what else
0: yeah <laughs> um if we're back in what the, at the start of industrialization i mean but when, uh, when you you have product lines and um people i mean the work that people did was routine. physically routine yeah. yes I mean, these people would be very okay in, in that kind of setup. But apparently at this age, there are a lot of challenges and companies are really being, um, like focusing more on challenges. How to improve their service, how to improve their product. And um, these people would have value if uh, everything's already set for them. But if you're going to like work on something really challenging, I don't think they would be able to contribute that much apart from like the, the experience or the skills that they already had.
1: Yeah, so again... Um, for those who are still looking or already has a job, you have to remind yourself that you want this role mm-hmm. and you signed up for this job. Uh-huh. And if your job includes making decisions, don't force others to make them for you. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> and I
0: think it's also worth recognizing that, that at least in our case, Eunice um, uh-huh. and I, we're both, um, we are both IT professionals. So we work in technology. Technology is very fast-paced. Mm -hmm. And it changes really fast for a lot of people, the jobs, the technology itself, etc.
1: Yeah, you have to keep up, otherwise you'll be obsolete. And that, again, includes decisions. Yeah,
0: so yeah, even the the bare minimum for a job also changes over time. (laughs) But unfortunately, some people cannot keep up. (laughs) I mean, their bare minimum a decade ago it would still be their bare minimum today which yeah, obviously they're no just changing
1: right. their past basically <laughs> so the problem with that is if you're really concerned with your role uh-huh. with how you would want your career to progress there are instances where your blocker really is your teammate uh-huh.
2: Uh-huh.
1: so how you would handle them is uh-huh. this so you know that it's Maybe it's in their personality that they just want to do just that Mm -hmm. and um, make the most of their time, you know, doing Mm -hmm. personal stuff, work like balance or whatever. But of course, we do that (laughs) as well. (laughs) Uh Um, So it depends. Again, you have to really ask them, okay, how important is this project to you? Is this job to you? Is this Mm -hmm. where you would just, okay, I'll just do that, this task and it's final thing. Fine, you have to accept it. So at this airline, you have the expectation. The next one is, if they don't plan ahead, feed them with what they can plan. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, if they don't want to think about it, tell them what you had in mind Mm -hmm. so that you won't really have any blocker and you can just have the go signal from them Mm -hmm. and move on. So at least there's that. As to for the no accountability, again, (laughs) you have to call them out.
0: Well, you do, yes.
1: That's their scope. That's their project. You're not related to it. They're just asking. Mm-hmm. And if, it com- the, if there comes a time that someone will question the decision, mm-hmm. you don't want to be in the wrong place because you just uh, uh, answer the um, question. that turns uh-huh. out to be the basis of their decision. So no go.
0: Yep. On my end, uh, there are a couple of cases. So there's a case wherein uh, a person is not really aware. They're doing it. Maybe uh-huh. they're just so used to this routine and, and nobody told them that um, they should what up their game and then do something else. So in that case, you would want to be upfront to the person, like what you said earlier. Be upfront, tell them what's up. I mean, if, if you're if you have a big challenge set for you or for the rest of the team, then you have to be clear with the expectations. Yeah. That's one. The other is um, some people are really just comfortable doing that. I mean they 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 <laughs> I mean, they are aware of what they're doing and uh, it, does, it is a conscious decision for them to not contribute. In that case, you still have to call it out yeah, and uh, be upfront with the person and that they are bringing very little value to the team if that's the case. In, um, in my case, since I've been uh, handling people for quite some time, it will be easy for me to, to be upfront with that. I think it's the uh, challenge for,
1: for us if
0: you're working with a colleague.
1: Yeah. If it's an individual contributor, if you're an individual contributor, if not, you're not the manager, you don't have that much power. So what can you do? Yeah. So we're all the same guys. Mm -hmm. We have our own decisions to make and we don't want the (laughs) additional dependency of someone else decision point. Okay. You have to really clarify with them that this is my opinion. Uh Please make sure that you just take note of it. Mm-hmm. And don't say that it's my accountability; it's yours. <laughs> yeah. Also,
0: another thing that uh, might work without a lot of conversations would be to go through specific metrics. I mean, if the metrics is going to be revisited every now and then, and it would be just depending on the demand of the role. Then, I mean, if the person wants to really comply or really like exert effort to meet the like the standards for the team, then that would be eventually. Counted as underperformance, and they mm-hmm. eventually will probably have to, to let them go eventually. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, in, uh, in case they're one of those people who are just not aware of their, like, just giving bare minimum, then uh, as long as the metrics is clear for the team and that is something that they have to meet, then they'd probably start stealing or slipping up their game mm-hmm. without them even like, uh, like really forcing things to happen. It's really just more compliance on their end.
1: Yeah, standardize what needs to be done. Yeah. Wow, what a technique. That's hey. management skills for you. <laughs> Watch out. <laughs> so oh, wait, there's another la- last one. Too complacent. Again, it depends. So if they're too complacent, if you're their friend as well, mm-hmm. you just have to hint to them that I'm worried for you. Mm-hmm. If you're too complacent. That's it. So let that be the red flag and let them do the next thing. Uh-huh. <laughs> there you go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Now on to my list. Um, the, the first one I wrote is about attending meetings unprepared. Oh, God. <laughs> now, well, for one, uh, of course, everybody wants to avoid meetings as much as possible. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it could be sent in an email or it could, if it's something that you could settle in, what, a five-minute short conversation by just um, walking Taki. over to one per- uh, the person's mm. place and just asking them a question that would be it but for other people i mean they would set meetings for a very specific purpose and one of the main causes of frustration would be people would come in totally unprepared even after you've already sent them uh the details or things that are expected from it it's just baffling to me why is it so impossible to put together a decent run through you people have had Hours and hours to prepare.
1: It's just so confusing to me. Where are the. Wow, that's deep. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's a lot of frustration there.
0: So, there. <laughs> yeah. I I think a lot of people will relate yeah, when they come into meetings and then they're already in front of the, the attendees and the attendees are clueless of why they're there mm-hmm. or of any member that you sent.
1: I mean, for that, um, I'm not sure if it's the person who sent the invite that needs to really you know mince out the details Mm -hmm. like does he need to tag every person that's um gonna attend the meeting who is really important for that meeting what is the goal what are the actions Mm -hmm. and what are the next items after the meeting Mm -hmm. but well that's after the meeting but (laughs) yeah you need to really plan them and then if ever you have received that email And you're not aware of what it really is about being the one that invited you right away. I mean, otherwise, you're just going to waste time and Mm. you're going to waste their time.
0: Unfortunately, there's not like an easy way to to solve issues like this. Mm. Well, nothing beats face to face conversation, obviously. But you cannot go around the office telling people what is going to happen.
1: That's a waste of time. Tomorrow.
0: That's a waste (laughs) of time, yes. So, uh, one is uh, it, it involves like building that culture. Of uh, There should be a unified way of dealing with meetings in an office. Of course, it's not that easy to, to do. But for those who are hosting a lot of meetings…
1: You need to classify your meetings.
0: Yes, and you need to make sure that they're actually worth people's while.
1: Yeah, so what's the end goal of that?
0: Meeting? Yeah, the, I mean, people behave like this in meetings because they've probably been into a lot of meetings where they are not really needed.
2: Yeah.
0: Or where um, the agenda is not even clear even to the host. That's why at some point in time, they just like started not caring about <laughs> invites and agenda and all that stuff.
1: Ooh, ooh. Also, <laughs> if you're gonna be the one that's um, gonna send out the invite, make sure that you're the one controlling or really hosting it. You yes. know, controlling the flow of the conversation. Otherwise, you're wasting everybody's time. Mm-hmm. And that involves introduction of the topic or what are the items this and that and then at the end Mm -hmm. of the meeting you have to tag each and every one of them okay this is your action item this is your action item when are we gonna have the next meeting or maybe we are gonna Mm -hmm. keep in touch via thread or chat group chat or whatever yeah
0: if you think about it i mean if you if you haven't done it before it would seem like a lot of work but I assure you, it saves you a lot of time. It's a,
1: good, it's a good habit. <laughs> I mean,
0: reducing the back and forth, being clearly as expected from people is, is very helpful because a lot of time is wasted just recalling what was agreed on, uh-huh. um, the action items for the meeting, etc.
1: Yeah, and of course, we do have meeting notes. Yep, You'll be surprised how useful that is. We have classifications of Calls at work. You have your stand-up meeting. You have your retro meeting. You have your um, open discussion, blueprinting. Uh-huh. So the classification of calls is really a good way to start. And then when mm-hmm. you classify it, you uh, like have a certain group already. So that yeah. group knows who, what they're supposed to. Do.
0: Yeah, that's another really good thing about classifying. I mean, having like top-level categories mm-hmm. already communicates what the meeting is all about as opposed to just, I mean, randomly naming a meeting or randomly just calling people, hey, we're going to meet about something and
1: then (laughs) throwing someone under the (laughs) door.
0: (laughs) But on the flip side, I mean, from the side of people attending, I think it also requires, I mean, a certain level of professionalism. I mean, Mm -hmm. you don't come into meetings unprepared. I I was a part of a TV before we're in uh, Everybody is expected, I mean, if you haven't read it email you know, or any uh, prior information before going to the meeting, then you shouldn't be asking those questions in the meeting. <laughs> you should at least exert effort to read through it on your way to the meeting room, maybe.
1: You know, there's <laughs> a really, really helpful field there on your Outlook. It's yes. The oh. search field. You know? yep. Just type the keyword and all of the other comms will appear.
0: So no. <laughs> basically, I mean, if you've been in those meetings either as an attendee or as the host, and if you got frustrated, then there's there's a reason for you to do better the next time. Yeah, and help other people. I mean, build that the uh, effective meeting culture in the company.
1: I have to admit, I did have an instance where I was so unprepared, but it was because. I had like a whole day meeting and I didn't have time to prepare. Mm -hmm. Since a lot of them are last minute, it was just sent out on that day itself. So I was really frustrated. And in the middle of the meeting, I just keep on hitting the search key (laughs) in my Outlook. Uh So it was so annoying. So again, one of the other frustration is if you receive last minute invites. Yep. Mm
2: -hmm. So
1: you have to watch out for that as well. You can just request. For have it to have it rescheduled, mm-hmm. if there are some things that you require to prepare for a meeting that would take a lot of time
0: mm-hmm. and also in cases like that last minute meetings it falls primarily on the That's post it?
1: yeah
0: i mean uh, if you're the one who called that last minute meeting, you should be capable of handling that meeting well
1: mm-hmm. for
0: because I mean everybody would have an excuse.
1: It can only happen depending on the urgency. Or if uh-huh. you just need a yes or no, you have to make sure as a host that you do know the question and you do have the items based on the decision, and mm-hmm. that's it. So you can just ask the yes or no question.
0: Yep, I mean, uh, the more specific you can get, the better. Yeah. After all, you would have you would like to spend less time in meetings. Just figuring things out.
1: Yeah, the 30-minute meeting <laughs> can just be a 5-minute meeting <laughs> of yes or no, and that's it. How hard can that be again? So, there you go. Alright. Okay. Um, so, speaking of um, conserving time, I love this one. So, FTE wasters. What do you mean by F- What is FTE?
0: FTE means full-time employment. It's the allocation that you would, I mean, that the person would have in a project or in an initiative.
1: So if you have one FTE, that's all of your um, work hours. Yep. And if you have 0.5, 0.5 on a project, you are supposed to spend half of your time on two pro- uh, on one project and another half on yeah. the other project. Which
0: unfortunately rarely happens. Yeah. I mean, in 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 my team before there was this concept. There's no such thing as point five. There's only one and one.
1: So if you are assigned <laughs> to two projects, then you don't set the expectations. Yes. It's huh. not one FTE, it's two FTEs. two
2: FTE for so
1: If you're very, very nice like me, <laughs> that's sad. But anyway, FTE wasters. So there's another topic for the FTE um,
2: uh-huh.
1: allocation. I think that's yours. Uh-huh. For me, what I meant with FTE wasters are those VIP. You love those VIP guys. You need to wait for them. So uh-huh. there's that. Um, there's also the last minute favors kind of thing. Uh-huh. <laughs> there's the chica minute. FTE wasters
2: uh-huh.
1: also there are the bare minimum ones FTE wasters uh-huh. so get on the first one VIP need to wait people you have your friends you need to call them out for dinner you have a certain habit <laughs> that's very unprofessional <laughs> I know I know I mean oh god so I have a, one of my favorite teammates like hi you know who you are his line is Guys, let's go. We're wasting FTE here. No paratrooper. No. Am I reaching for the stars here? No. Not really. Also <laughs> So this is a perfect flag and every everybody will be alert and they'll just uh-huh. either say you go on ahead or uh-huh. wait, just one or ten seconds and then I'll lock the screen. That's uh-huh. it. So it's nice.
0: Yeah. I think yeah, awareness plays an important part in here. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, when you are with a team or a group of people who is really very much aware of um, how they're using their time for projects, then it's easy to watch each other's back and remind people. But for some who are just not aware or simply don't care, it's it's a lot harder to manage.
1: (laughs) So if you're having like 0.25 FTs all over the place, good luck!
0: Yeah. It's not like, I mean, it's not like you're trying to treat people like machines, mm-hmm. like really time boxing everything that they have to do, but a little too many of these instances of people wasting time would really greatly impact a lot of projects, especially if uh, if you have multiple projects under your belt.
1: Mm, you have to respect their time. I mean, I'm sure there are instances where you have conflicts of schedule. You can't really have dinner together, but you have to face the reality and just accept it. You go on ahead, guys. I'll take my dinner on my desk. Yeah. So yeah, respect. Yeah, and
0: it also doesn't just apply to people who have like fixed work hours. Mm-hmm. Even if you have flexible work hours, it's still the same. I mean you are still limited by 24 hours a day. And your your projects will still have timelines. So flexible time is not really an excuse for it.
1: <laughs> we don't have time turners like Hermione. <laughs> we don't have magic. So let's do that um last minute favor, so you have to ask them how urgent their favor is and you don't have to be super nice, don't overtake.
2: Mm-hmm. Just
1: give them some hints. I learned this from one of my previous team leads and he doesn't force feed me. Mm-hmm. He just gives me hints here and there, and that's it. Mm-hmm. So the last minute favors better be like a five or so minute thing so you don't waste FPE. Mm-hmm. Chica minutes. So control, control, control. However tempting it is to run out. Uh-huh. You say, if you're not busy, can talk for a bit. Let's time it. Fine, whatever. Uh-huh. So that's one of my advices at work. Hi, guys. <laughs> so, I'll always say, sorry to bother. That's uh-huh. my intro. Sorry to bother, are you busy? Can we talk? Mm-hmm. And this is the flag for a chicken minute thing, if you're not really like, you know. Uh,
0: it's, it's healthy to talk about work I mean, outside of projects. But again, you have to be aware of how you are spending your time each day.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So there's that, um, these, these water cooler conversations. <laughs> Could expand. Could extend hours for some people. I don't know why they're doing that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Another friend comes along, and you have to make sure he catches up.
0: So it well, happens. it happens. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Guilty. Okay. <laughs> uh, um, what I do there normally is that when they come in, and they, they catch conversations like this. Uh you come in and you give this vibe that you cannot stay long.
2: Mm-hmm. That
0: that helps in controlling that. I mean you don't want to uh comment on what they're doing most of the time, especially if if they're not reporting to you or you're not with your colleagues. But um I think it also helps to show how you value your time. So yeah. it's like putting really an example for mm-hmm. a front.
1: And they're they're gonna be aware like, oh shoot. what time is it? <laughs> yeah. Let's go back to our desk and work.
0: <laughs> Another thing um, because most of these uh, long and winding conversations not necessarily productive conversations in the office tend to revolve around issues
2: <laughs>
0: in the office uh-huh. and the thing about it is that some people will spend hours talking about these issues with the wrong people.
1: Oh, I see so it's they, gonna escalate quickly,
0: Yes, yeah, so they don't really achieve anything from it
1: mm-hmm.
0: other than uh like spreading negative vibes mm-hmm. so if you're the type of person who can be upfront or um if you're someone who wants conversations productive, then I think it's easier to 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 call people out like we're not really achieving we do. anything and don't
1: we do. beat around too much, yeah, yeah. Okay, the last part of the FTE wasters, I'm going to combine them. So I learned this term um, two years ago. It's GMG, so it's Tagalog. So it's Google Mo Girl. Google. <laughs> Google Mo Girl means you have to search for it on your own before asking your
2: Aha, yes. teammate.
1: You're going to save both of your times and you're going to learn from it and not depend on anyone else. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of the same thing as the other one. That control F is not just a shortcut key. It's a very powerful tool, guys. <laughs> I used that at my status at one point because I was so frustrated. <laughs> so, long story short, don't let them eat up your FTE.
2: Uh-huh.
1: Hint to them in a way that you can Google it, you can search for it in your own set of files.
0: Uh-huh. And
1: don't depend on me. Peace, my friend. <laughs> That's it. <laughs>
0: I don't know if it's just me, but if, let's say, if, if I find myself asking like three quick questions in a row, that's a um, call. A sign that I might not be looking at the right resources mm-hmm. or I might not be thinking hard enough. Mm-hmm. So, that normally a, a good question would be something about, I mean, you're asking for something and Where they these are the things that we've already checked out. Yeah. So, there, that's a good sign there.
1: I mean, not that I'm really blocking the question. It's more of you have to check where you're looking at and Mm -hmm. how accessible those information are. Mm -hmm. And then if you don't really have a clue where you would find it, that's Mm -hmm. the time that you have to ask that person. And then Mm -hmm. um, you can either set out a meeting. So you have set the expectation. Mm -hmm. So you're not really wasting FTE at all. So, Yeah. yeah.
0: Now it depends from, uh, from team to team, but some, in some teams, I mean, if you've already spent like 10, 15 minutes and you still don't have a good lead mm-hmm. for a question that you might have, then it's probably time for you to ask someone. Mm-hmm. And, and it's the same case for decision making. If, if you've been in conversation with the team for about 30 minutes and you still haven't arrived at a decision, then maybe it's time for you to escalate it. Yeah. So there, I mean, just be mindful because also, uh, on the flip side, some people won't ask questions at all, even if they're struggling.
1: Oh my god! <laughs> so a one-minute, or sorry, a one-day issue turns out to be a one-week issue and it got worse because they didn't ask.
0: Because somebody just didn't ask.
1: Yeah, so, oh, I, I love my previous teammate We do have a group chat, so I'm not going to name names again, but guys, <laughs> you have your trusted friends you have expectations you have your limited amount of time you can just drop by a a, um insecurity ping or whatever and (laughs) it's up to them when they would um answer it but at least you aired it out to them yours (laughs) there was a
0: lot in there (laughs)
1: thank you thank you
0: Hi, Mark here. Some quick corrections before you move on with your day. In the episode, we spoke about FTE, which is a measure of the amount of time you devote to projects. I had a slip and said it means full-time employment. The right term is full-time equivalent. We enjoyed recording this episode, but it's a little too long. So tune in for part 2 next week only here at Quick Questions in Spotify. Have a great day ahead.